We are Sports 56, WHBQ Memphis, and W253DF Memphis. Flynn Broadcasting Stations. Now, back to sports time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Hewlett and Dunn, Boot and Jean Company, and Collierville. Here once again are Brett Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus. Final hour of the week, final hour today. We've had so much fun out here at Ace Hardware in Cordova. Big Green Egg is still pumping it out. Come on out and visit with us. Time to... Still plenty of time to register, and we're going to visit with Jason Munns, the beat writer for the Commercial Appeal, covering all things Tigers basketball. And he's presented every Friday by the great people out at Jim's Place Grill in Collierville. Merry Christmas and happy holidays and happy New Year from everyone at Jim's. And if you're still looking for that perfect place to have that holiday get-together for your office, for your family, small group, big group, whatever it is, let Jim's host. They've done it for over a 100 years of celebrations and holiday time, family time, lasting memories. The Terrace family with their great touch for our great community. Recipes that date back to the beginning in downtown to now in Collierville at the railroad tracks at Poplar and Houston Levy. Go online at jimsplacegrill.com. Don't forget the E in grill. And you can purchase the gift cards there. And that's a great holiday gift. Every steak grilled perfectly over an open flame at Jim's. Come to Jim's place and taste and see and feel the difference. Lunch hours, Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Dinner hours, Monday through Saturday, 5 p.m. to 9.30. Since 1921, a Memphis landmark. That's a lot of celebrations and Christmases through the years. Hard work, values, and dedication to their great diners. The Terrace family, they've created a memorable dining experience. The lunch menu, the staples like the souffle ma, the shrimp cocktail, Crab cakes, all those salad dressings, all homemade. And at dinner time, the calamari, soup, seafood, and the steaks. Their specialty, ribeyes, strips, and fillets. Fantastic bar area to watch and enjoy all the games. At Jim's Place Grill in Collierville, and they present Jason Munns every Friday with us. So, Jason Munns, thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, how's your holiday season going? Have you you've been able to in, enjoy it, or have you just spent it at airports? <laughs> Um, I, some a little bit. Uh, it's it's busy as always, but uh, but no, it's it's not. Uh, I've been able to squeeze in a little bit of uh, of joy and merriment uh, this Good this deal. holiday yeah. season. Yeah. Good deal. Uh, Bryant and I were pretty. Well, I'm going to say we were pretty much uh, a win's a win. Yeah. And and at Virginia Common. The conversation could have easily gotten ugly mm-hmm. after a win. We didn't let that happen. It was a win. I can't imagine it with a loss, but we don't have to imagine that. Now that sets up Sunday, and I think a little freer shot for the Tigers, maybe not even the pressure that they had at VCU. I think you're probably right. I, I hope, at least I hope that's how you know, I, at least I hope that's the uh, the air uh, about this whole thing because I, I, you know, yes, there is a game Sunday, and you know, uh, all the cliches like they're the only important game on the schedule is the next one and all that stuff. But like, you know, in reality, uh, there's a three game stretch that starts Sunday that co- that could very well determine a lot of things, especially with regard to next March. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, like if you, if you go out and 
do good things, uh, do some big things against it's well, it starts on it. It's at Texas A&M. Uh, and then you come home to face Clemson next weekend. And then you host Virginia, uh, on the 19th of December. That's three top 25 teams. Um, those yeah. teams don't appear to be going away uh, anytime soon. Like, we are pretty much a month into the season, and, you know, it looks like, I mean, things can always change, but it looks like those three teams are um, yeah. going to be gonna be good. It's, it's, it's very good resume opportunities. Three consecutive, very nice, good resume opportunities. So if you do really well, uh, like you can, you can make up for some slip ups that you've had. A couple of the, you know those two slip ups that they've had against Villanova and Ole Miss, uh, and and really do yourself a lot of good with the NCAA tournament selection committee come March. Um, if you don't, well, like if if like let's say you go one and two or zero oh and three in that three game stretch, uh, then you're talking about backs against the wall. It's another one of those seasons where you. You don't have to be flawless necessarily, but you got to be darn close uh, the rest of the way. So, yeah, yeah like it, it, this—it's—it's—it's it's, it's a big, big, big stretch upcoming for the Tigers that does begin at Texas A&M. And uh, uh, but, but I don't think to your point, you said it's kind of a free shot, and I kind of, I, in, in in some respects, I agree because you don't have to go three and zero against against these teams. Uh, in this right. in this stretch, like you can certainly because you if you had lost at VCU, you know you might had to, you might would have had to go three and zero in this stretch mm-hmm. if you want to if you want to make it really count. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want to make well, it really count, so right. Jason uh, Jordan Brown was not uh, didn't travel with the team to VCU with uh, out with an illness and y'all talked to Coach Hardaway today and he said that he's still dealing with that illness he doesn't know if he'll be on the trip down to College Station. What have you heard uh, about Jordan Brown and what do you expect to happen on Sunday? Do you expect to be for him to be with the team on Sunday in College Station? Um. You know, I really haven't heard a whole lot uh, about that situation. Penny's not really given any specifics about uh, exactly what it is he's dealing with, other than just the general he's sick. You know, he's he's yeah. dealing with an illness. Um, he's he's not really going into any more detail than that. Um, so, you know, he, he, yeah, we talked to him just a few hours ago, and he at that time he was still not back with the team. Um, you know, we we know that Jordan was struggling um, before mm-hmm. before he got sick. We know that he had not played more than twelve minutes in a game. I think for four straight games. Uh, I think wow. starting with Michigan in the Bahamas, the first game of the Bahamas. Yeah, um, he had not played more than twelve minutes for four straight games, and, it, and and that was the top of the mark. Like his last two games that he played in, he played like seven and six minutes. Um, and his, you know, not only is his playing time diminishing, but his production has also been diminished, uh, compared to the first three games of the season. So, you know, you know, Penny, Penny saying he's sick. Um, I, he, he did not, uh, seem to indicate that he knew one way or the other, whether Jordan would be at Texas A&M, um, on Sunday. So, you know, that's. That's kind of where we are. Yeah. yeah. 
Jason Munns, our guest from the Commercial Appeal, your colleague at the Commercial Appeal, columnist Mark Giannato, wrote and tweeted and talked about there's a behind-the-scenes struggle going on with Memphis basketball right now. What is that struggle, Jason? I think it's I think it's got a lot to do with you know it's it, so what here's the deal and and this and and it's not just really speculation you know Penny spoke about it after the game at VCU and some of the players did as well you know and 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 we we all kind of thought this might happen um, when he went out and added a bunch of all stars um, yep. you know when they when they, when they they go out and they pick up these guys who have been uh, used to a certain role at their previous, you know, they're, they're wired a certain way. Um, they're, they're used to getting, uh, X amount of touches, used to getting X amount of shots, used to getting, you know, featured, they're featured guys, Jaquan Walton, um, David Jones, Javon Quinterly, Caleb Mills, even Jordan Brown. Like you go out and you add a bunch of guys like that, you know, so many guys who are used to that. And not only you, you add them into the situation with each other, but you also throw in uh, Nick Jordan, who's, who needs to be involved. You throw in Malcolm Dandridge, who needs to be involved. Um, and, it, and it can become, I don't know, uh, delicate. <laughs> A delicate situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's not really anybody's fault. Again, they're wired a certain way and have been wired a certain way. They've played a certain way for a long time, and, you know, it's different. Like last year, you know, last year was different. You had two guys who came in wired right. that way, Kendrick Davis and DeAndre Williams. Everybody else knew their knew their role, um, knew yeah. their their lot in the landscape, whereas, mm-hmm. you know, you, you've got arguably five guys uh, who are... Who, who's had the toughest time adapting to... The newer roles this year. I mean, I don't. I, I mean, that's just my. Uh, it would be just my opinion to uh, to answer that. But I, I mean, I don't think David Jones is hurting. You know, he had 19 field goal attempts no. uh, at VCU, and I mean, rightfully so. You know, he's he mm-hmm. is the leading scorer. He's the leading rebounder. He's shooting it well from three. He's shooting well from the free throw line. Like he deserves. You know. He deserves to get the touches he's getting. Um, I don't know. It's hard to say. I would. I guess you know, maybe Jordan Brown. Uh, you know, yeah. he seems like somebody who um, is used to being more involved in the offense, and he just hasn't been when he's been uh, on the floor. He just hasn't been very involved. Whether that's because of foul trouble or whether it's because you know just ineffectiveness. Um, you know, whatever. So, uh, you know, I think, I, I don't think Caleb Mills is, is a guy who's got like a, a big ego or anything like that. I'm, uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't know that, you know, I don't know much about Jaquan Walton, but I do know that he is getting a lot of shots. He's just not making yeah. many of them the last few weeks. Um, I think I looked it up earlier. He's 10 for his last 38 from the field. Uh, now he had a huge one in overtime against VCU uh, <laughs> right. to start overtime. He had his, his only shot of the game was a three pointer that that uh, was a big help. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I it just it seems like it's it's taking some time. And Caleb Mills even said that after mm-hmm. the VCU game, it's going to take some time to get this ironed out. 
Well, we saw Jonathan Pierre get some more minutes with Jordan Brown being out against VCU, and, and that's a guy with, if Jordan Brown is out again uh, against Texas A&M, you could see uh, more minutes for him, and he's a guy earlier in the season, I remember talking to you about him, because during, when y'all were, uh, when, when they met with the media, he kind of talked about how it had been a struggle for him to adapt from going from D2 to D1 and playing at Memphis and practices in some of the earlier games. What have you seen from him, um, and now maybe a a new opportunity last game and today that he can maybe take advantage of with this big jump from D2 to D1. Yeah, I asked Penny about him specifically, like if Jordan Brown wasn't able to go uh, or isn't able to go on Sunday, then, you know, what does that mean? Does that mean that, uh, you know, Malcolm's going to get more time? Nick, Nick Jordan, Nicholas Jordan is going to get more time. Does that mean that Jonathan, or what about Jonathan Pierre? So he, he, uh, you know, he said that he has been sort of bringing him along slowly. Um, he's not a freshman. Jonathan Pierre isn't, but he is a fresh right. a Division One freshman. Um, so there has been a little bit of a learning curve uh, for him, especially defensively. Uh, what Penny said today was that, you know, he kind of he wanted him to get some time at VCU, and he gave him some I think he played eight or nine minutes. He wanted him to, to get a little bit more run at VCU because, if Jordan Brown isn't able to go, they're going to probably need him uh, against Texas A&M to provide something, uh, to give them something at Texas A&M. And, you know, I, I thought he played pretty well uh, against VCU. He, um, uh, he had a nice uh, uh, putback, offensive rebound and, and uh, dunk yeah. um, in that game where, you know, frankly, Memphis was really struggling <laughs> uh, sort of attacking the rim um, in that game. Uh, VCU was doing a much better job of that, and I thought Jonathan Pierre showed something. You know, maybe if, if he can if he can do stuff like that on a regular basis, then maybe he can help this team, uh, you know, quicker than, than a lot of people anticipated. So, yeah, I, I think I'm with you. I, I think that if Jordan Brown isn't able to go um, on Sunday, that – uh, Pierre is is one of the top candidates to um, fill that void. Jason, we were you know on the chemistry, cohesion, esprit de corps, get along front. We were told repeatedly. I know you could go back with through your availabilities and find quote after quote in August and September and October availabilities of it going along just just perfectly uh, you know just very yep. swimmingly everything everything fine nothing nothing at all to see here in fact i think we could probably even find quotes of really over the top very hyperbolic of don't know that i've ever seen better chemistry before that mm-hmm. all coming from coach hardaway now we get here you know december 8th before the weekend at a&m and we we've got some questions about it everybody knew with this thrown together roster that it had to be it had to be contentment. It had to be happiness on this team because if they if they find their value, if they find their their happy place on February first after not having done more with this resume, they've done good things. Mizzou, Michigan, Arkansas is really good. But if they don't add to this, it doesn't matter if you go out there and bull, bulldoze South Florida, Tulane, UAB, Rice, and Wichita State. I uh, could agree with you more. Um, you know, I will say a, a man, a man here at Ace Hardware looked me right now and said, "That's a true statement." Sure did. Oh, that's nice. 
hilarious. So much that uh, he stopped he, and, and listened to what you were saying and then said that's a well, true statement. Yeah, that's facts. It, yeah, well, he he is he, it is a true statement. Um, <laughs> I will say, like, in years past, you know, Penny's done that before and like leading into the season that everything is uh everything is is harmonious and everybody's getting along and blah 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 this year you know mm-hmm. it seemed it's almost like he kind of learned from that because it felt like you know it kind of stuck with me the times that we talked to him before the season that um he would say those things and he would go uh, he would be very um you know effusive in his in his uh in his remarks uh, about about the chemistry and cohesion, but he would always throw in the this sort of um, the tagline that that you know that's now it better happen fast. Um, yeah. Well, well, he you know he would also say that's now. Wait till the lights come on. You know, like things can change when the lights come on. Hopefully yeah. they don't. Uh, hopefully they don't. But sometimes they do. And wait we'll till deal you with see those shot those, those shot attempts and that spray chart. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 and I think that's kind of what's playing out here a little bit. I don't think that it's personal with anybody. I just think that right. you know some of these guys are. Uh, what do you, I don't know. If, I don't. Culture shock's not the right way to put it, but like some of these guys are are just uh, um, you know reality, reality, the reality right. check time. You know, like it's 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 a natural thing to you know think that everything is going to go very well just because mm-hmm. they have been since we all met. Um, and then when it doesn't, it's also a natural thing to sort of be like annoyed by it. And I think that's probably where we are more than anything else. I don't think anybody's upset with anybody. I don't think there's any um, uh, uh, really resentment or anything like that. I think it's just sort of annoyed and getting used to the new normal that they that they find right. themselves in and um and so yeah it's uh but you're right it's it's they got to get over that <laughs> they simply have to get mm-hmm. over that um they have yeah. to realize that david jones needs the you know needs a lot of shots and uh, they have to you know just they have to sacrifice uh for you know ultimately uh for the for the team yeah, talking to Jason Munns, the Tiger basketball beat writer for the Commercial Appeal, and uh, some news today um, that uh, Kansas State uh, forward Naquan Tomlin has entered the transfer portal. He's been um, on a suspension for for the start of the season. Now he's in the transfer portal, and Memphis is one of the teams um, that has reached out to him um, uh, that they're interested in him. I think there's uh, some sort of tie on the staff. Um, at Memphis with a former coach of his. Um, what have you heard on that? Is that a, a guy that you could see Memphis going out and adding midseason? And I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, but the Tigers still do have an open scholarship because of the whole DeAndre situation, right? Uh, I think they have multiple open scholarships because yeah. if you remember Mikey, uh, they came out and said in September that That's Mikey right. was not yeah. on scholarships. So, um, mm. yeah, I think, I think they've got multiple open scholarships. Uh, there is a connection between Tomlin and a member of the uh, coaching staff at Memphis, Jordan Verholst, who's the director of scouting, um, mm. was an assistant coach at Chipola, it's either Chipola Community College or Chipola Junior College in Florida, where uh, where Tomlin played. So yes, there is a connection. Um, he is a 
uh, he's an impact player. Um, but I, you know, I think it's a little bit early uh, to, yeah. you know, sort of like say to know much one way or the other whether uh, whether you know because you know part of the deal is the reason why Tomlin is not at K State, Kansas State anymore, is because he. Uh, there was an altercation at a uh, Manhattan, Kansas bar that in, that involved right. him, and um, it uh, you know that's the reason he's not on that team anymore. That you know, mm-hmm. you, it, it depends on who you ask, but some people say that um, you know that that pretty much everybody at the university wanted him back. Everybody in the athletic department was okay with letting him back on the team, but the university president stepped in and overruled everybody and said, no, he's got to go. Right. Um, but, you know, so there's some baggage there. Um, and I would think that, you know, there would have to be some people who sign off on adding him if Memphis, if he wants to come to Memphis and if Memphis wants him, there would have to be, you know, some red tape and some hoops to jump through. But, um, right. But yeah, he would be. You know, there 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 is room for him, and there is a need for uh, an athletic Certainly. guy like he is. Jason, did Coach Rick Stansberry speak out of school, or did he just say out loud what a lot of people were thinking about the poor crowds at the first two games? I don't think he spoke out of school necessarily. Um, you know, I mean. Uh, I, that that's that is such a tough uh, uh, conversation because you know there's been two home games and it was against Jackson State and Alabama State. Um, yeah, two nobodies. You know, right. Yeah. So there's that, and then there's also people. There's a lot of people that I heard from whenever Rick said what he said, who you know say that the the reason they don't go to games is because of the crime issue and. Uh, downtown specifically, obviously, because that's what FedEx Forum is. But, um, right. you know, so, and, and like, who's going to blame somebody for, you know, saying I don't choose to go somewhere because I don't feel safe when I'm there? Um, yeah, that's their business. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't think that uh, necessarily the fans are wrong for sort of clapping back at the notion that. Uh, there should be more fans in the stands for Jackson State and Alabama State, but I also don't think that Rick is wrong uh, for mm-hmm. saying that. Hey, like this is Memphis, you know. Like we've got a, a head coach and Penny Hardaway, who's who's you know a, a, a legend, and we've got a really good team. And you know, if you're a tr- if you're kind of a if you're a true fan of a team, you should. Uh, doesn't matter who you're playing. Like you should come out right. and support. Um, so I don't know. I, I see both sides of it, and uh, but it, it that does. It's definitely a tricky, a tricky subject to, uh, to 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 really delve into for sure. Absolutely. Last thing for you, Jason, before we let you go. Big game on Sunday. I know we still have uh, a couple of days before then. But what do you expect against Texas A&M? What's your score prediction? What what should we expect on Sunday? So I predicted before the season that Texas A&M would would win this game, okay. uh, and uh, uh, my scouting report came out this morning, and my score prediction came out this morning, and I got I, I, I if we've learned anything uh, over the past 
couple of seasons, and I know this is a different team, a different roster and everything, but it's still the same head coach, that Memphis plays up and down to his competition. Um, right. And so, like, I don't think that Memphis is going to be, you know, like, it, it would be it would be surprising to me if they lost by state double digits. Um, so I, my, I think my score prediction was like 70, 69 or something like that. Or maybe it was, mm. maybe it was, uh, maybe it was 80, 79 or something like that. And I got Texas, so I got Texas A&M winning. Um, and, and a big reason for that is Memphis, uh, you know, we, we know how much they, they rely on their defense to create offense. Texas A&M yeah. doesn't turn the ball over. Like they protect the ball really, really well. Um, and the other thing is, we know Memphis is highly susceptible to giving up offensive rebounds, and that's just against other teams. Well, Texas A&M is not an other team when it comes to offensive right. rebounding. They are second in the country in offensive rebounding. Okay, uh, that's got doomsday scenario written all over it, if you ask me. So. Um, that's not saying that Memphis can't beat this team. I just think that they're going to have to play a lot better. Uh, they're they're going to have to rebound a lot better specifically um, if they are going to win this game. I, I don't see them giving up. You know, if they go out and give up 15 to 20 offensive rebounds, I don't think they're winning. But, uh, you know, if they get their act together and box out and um, the ball bounces their way a few times, uh, yeah, I could see Memphis winning, but I, I don't. I, I, yeah. I think the more likely uh, outcome is is a loss. Yeah, well, it should be a fun one on Sunday, Jason. Thanks so much as always for joining us, and we'll do it again next Friday. All right, cool. Thanks, y'all. Thanks, Jason. Jason Munns from the Commercial Appeal. He joins us every single Friday to talk Tiger basketball. And, um, Brett, uh, there is a report out um, from uh, Hitman Hoops Media, um, who is affiliated with Bluff City um, uh, Bluff City uh, Sports uh, and that media group um, that's reporting that Jordan Brown um, will not be back with the team is what he's hearing. I have heard similar things. Uh, I just have not felt comfortable saying it. Um, so that sounds like someone else um, that has said it. And uh, we'll see. Obviously, um, I, I really don't listen to anything unless Jason Munn says it. So, what is the issue? Um, I, I, I've heard... Multiple things. Yes, mainly that. Uh, mainly that is what oh, I've, what I've heard. What calling him a stiff, Monty? No, well, you know, maybe it wasn't just you. Maybe it was everybody <laughs> calling him a stiff. It seemed like everybody was in that same group. Of, Gosh, uh, I said Javon Quinterly yeah. wasn't, um, uh, wasn't Kendrick, and he was a stiff. I hope that yeah, awesome. yeah. But, I mean, something to monitor because, obviously, you know, we, we could very well be getting reports. I will say this account that tweeted that was the same uh, account that tweeted that uh, first saying that he wouldn't be – at the VCU game, so um, two games out of a potential about forty. Is he returning in the NIL? It's <laughs> a good question. I bet not. Got to get, got maybe try to get something back. But before we get to a break, I got to tell you about Hewlett and Dunn Boot and Jean on the historic square in Carryville since 1961. Charles Hall he started working there in his teens, and now with his wife Laura, they own the place known for all the boots, but also clothing, accessories, and a cap for any team in any season. They've got Western wear, work boots, safety toe, soft toe, rubber boots, boots for every single occasion available at Hewlett and Dunn. And from head to toe, they have you covered with 
every brand imaginable, like Ariat, Dan Post, Anderson Bean, whether for men or women, they've got it. And they've got men and men's and women's clothing, like jeans, pants, shirts, shorts, outerwear, and the best duckhead collection you'll find. Charles and Laura Hall invite you to 111 North Center Street on the Square in Carterville or to their website, HewlettDunn.com. And if you're looking for some accessories, they've even got that at Hewlett and Dunn. Hats, sunglasses, boot care products in every area, team snapback or cool hats you can think of. Whether it be the Tigers, Mississippi State, UT, Ole Miss, or the Razorbacks, they've got it. And for travel, their bag selection is top-notch. HewlettDunn.com, but please head out to Carterville. They've got the town square all decorated for Christmas. It looks beautiful out there. So head out to Carryville, give them a visit, and say hello at 111 North Center Street on the square in Carryville at Hewlett and Dunn. Well, we need to get to a break, but before we do that, I remind you we're at uh, Ace Hardware in Cordova uh, through the end of our show at 6 o'clock for their Big Green Egg uh, Christmas event. They've got a bunch of Big Green Egg products, and we're grilling out here. We're cooking food from 5 to 6. Still time to get out here. Tenderloin, wings, pizza. I saw some people in here earlier with food. Um, it looks good. It smells good. Um, so get out here. you still got some time to make it out here to Cordova Ace Hardware. Some great deals on the Big Green Eggs as well. well let's get to a break, and when we come back, it'll be time for our first National Bank and Trust Friday Football forecast start your day with sports 56 mornings with greg gaston and eli savoy weekday mornings from 7 to 10 right here on sports 56 and 98.5 fm be sure to follow us at sports 56 whbq on twitter facebook instagram and youtube to watch live video of our shows stay up to date with station events and have chances to win prizes don't miss out on anything that's going on follow us at sports 56 whbq Friday football forecast from First National Bank and Trust, a division of First National Bank of Eastern Arkansas. Real estate isn't something you purchase or develop or desire. It's something you appreciate, respect, and know. With real estate, there's no gray area. You either know it or you don't. First National Bank and Trust, a proud division of First National Bank of Eastern Arkansas. They've known it since their beginning in 1886. Clients depend on First National Bank because they know real estate. Brooks Winchester, Bill Samish, and many more can assist you in your acquisition of that hunting land, farmland, a construction project. Let First National Bank and Trust make your dreams a reality. 775 Ridge Lake Boulevard, Suite 140 in Memphis, 901-498-5763, or the office in Collierville, or online at fnbtmemphis.com. For commercial real estate, residential construction, or recreational and agriculture financing, let First National Bank and Trust help you. They're a division of First National Bank of Eastern Arkansas, where I have had an account, been a friend, and been a customer my entire life. Mostly NFL this yep. Friday afternoon, but we will have the Army-Navy game. As I mentioned earlier, my big number, they started playing in 1890. First National Bank of Eastern Arkansas been here since 1886 and now firmly ensconced in West Tennessee and part of the fabric of the community of West Tennessee and certainly of Shelby County and all of West Tennessee. Stable, secure, solid, reliable, and consistent customer confidence is the cornerstone at First National Bank and Trust. And we have been so proud all year to be with them again for Friday football forecast. It starts tomorrow. Usually really cold at the Army-Navy game. I don't think they're calling for that at 2 o'clock tomorrow on CBS. It's in Foxborough. Army, a a three-and-a-half-point favorite 
over Navy. Everybody likes the under, but we're not picking <laughs> over and unders, Brian. We're picking we're picking winners. Who you like, Army or Navy? I like Navy in this one. I felt really good when Bruce came on and said he also likes Navy in this one. I don't really have a real reason. It seems like everybody and their mother is on Army in this one. I think if you asked, you polled a hundred people, they would. I'm sure ninety five for ninety nine hundred of them would say Army is the better team, but this is a rivalry game. Throw the records out. You know it's going to be close. If that total sitting at 28, it can't be many points if you're going to think it's going under. So I think they can keep it within this 3.5, so I'll take Navy. My dad was in the Army, so give me the Army hmm. minus 3.5. Sunday in the NFL noon on CPS. Atlanta, 2.5-point favorite at home at the Dome over Tampa Bay. This is a real good rivalry and mm-hmm. a good rivalry division. Yes. That NFC South. Atlanta minus two and a half. Give me the Falcons. Mm, I'm also going to go the Falcons Group in block. this one. Don't really have a reason for it, but I'm just going to take the Falcons in this one. And the Falcons right now, they said is, is the winner of that division yeah. in the playoffs. That would be a home game. They would host a home game. Noon on CBS on, on Sunday, Cleveland minus three and a half over Jacksonville. Uh, a lot of different quarterbacks in Ooh, play for this yeah. one. Not exactly what we thought in the preseason, not the two Clemson quarterbacks we thought in the preseason, but having to make do. Cleveland, three and a half over Jacksonville in Cleveland on Sunday. Your pick. I'm going to take uh, Jacksonville in this one. I don't know who the quarterback will be, but, uh, you know, we Probably seen, won't be Trevor Lawrence. Probably won't be Trevor Lawrence, but, hey, what kind of great value could we be getting if he pulls the little switcheroo yeah. and is out there on Sunday? But, you know, I think we've seen a lot of backup quarterbacks this year come in and be very successful um, in their systems, and so I think we could see the same thing on Sunday. Noon on Fox on Sunday, Baltimore minus seven and a half at home against the Rams. Rams six and six, mm-hmm. Baltimore nine and three. We know what Lamar can do, and we know what upright Matthew Stafford can do, but will he be upright? Yeah, well, that, that, that's the question, and I don't think so. I'm taking the Ravens minus seven and a half, even though it's a big line. Um, you know, you need two scores in this one. I'll still take Baltimore. I'm going to take the Rams just because that seven and a half. We yeah. know how many oh, yeah. NFL games fall on three and six and seven. Yep. So I'm going to take that half. 325 Sunday afternoon on CBS. They played one of the all-time NFL playoff classics at Arrowhead a few years back. Patrick Mahomes against the great quarterback Josh Allen for the mm-hmm. Buffalo Bills. Kansas City one and a half point favorite. Give me KC. Mm, I'm also going to go Kansas City. In this one, and really, I think two good teams, and I think two teams that maybe not living up to their hype this year. I know a lot of people have question marks around Kansas City. I think the same thing could be said for the Buffalo Bills, um, but I'll take Kansas City in this one. My NFL lock for the weekend, give me Detroit at, in Chicago at Soldier Field. Detroit minus mm. three and a half against the Bears. My lock is going to be uh, the Texans, minus three and a half over the Jets. We know who's starting at quarterback for the Jets. We know who's starting for the Texans. And we know who's starting for the Texans. But does anybody want to be the starting quarterback for the Jets right now? It doesn't seem like it. The guy that is said Uh he didn't want to be. said he didn't want to. Zach Wilson basically said, please, no, not me again. And so, uh, you know, I think this could be a a big-time Texans win and and a huge win for this young team. Brett, we're sitting here with the Texans. It doesn't matter who they beat. Um, This is a young team with a lot of new pieces. They're just trying to put together wins, and this one could be a real momentum-building win. Your NFL shock. My shock this weekend, I'm going to, Brett, I go back to this well seemingly every single week. I'm going to go with the Colts plus two and a half over the Bengals. We know what Jake Browning did last week in that big time showing um, against Jacksonville. Um, But 
I just don't know if he can do that twice, short week for him, and uh, I don't know if that lightning strikes twice. My NFL shock, I'm going to take the Eagles against our Cowboys. You're Cowboys. I'm no Cowboy fan. Wow. I'm speechless. Eagles plus three and a half. I jumped the fence. Not a good thing to to be on the radio, but I'm. I love it, Brent. I love it. I I jumped the fence. Hey, hey. I turned on him like studio wrestling. Yeah, I love it, Brent. I love it. I love it. Give me the give me the Eagles plus three and a half on Sunday in Dallas. We'll pick Monday night football. Two games on Monday night, and we'll be have our choice of either game. On Monday night, but that's our Friday football forecast. We have it every Friday afternoon during football season. We will through the Super Bowl, and it's brought to you by First National Bank and Trust, a division of First National Bank of Eastern Arkansas. For all your real estate needs, commercial, ag, hunting, recreational, contact them at fnbt.com or call 901-498-5763. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year from everyone at First National Bank and Trust. And we, uh, we're, gonna, we're giving some giveaways out here. We're at uh, Cordova Ace Hardware for their Big Green Egg uh, Christmas event. And we've got some giveaways. We've already given away The big one. draw time. The big draw time. One, we were standing right here when we pulled the names yeah. during the break, and we were able to give it to them. Um, Tyjo Gibson um, was here and won um, our first bag. But it's a bag, $100 worth of seasonings um, and uh, and sauces from Big Green Egg, um, our second bag full of, of all sorts of goodies from Big Green Egg. Uh, Clifford Mears is our winner. So Clifford we'll contact um, you. Yeah, we will contact you um, for that prize. Congratulations. Like I said, $100. Unless you're worth. in the building. So, unless you're here. And then uh, come on down. Maybe outside eating um, that good food off the Big Green Egg. Um, uh, great event here um, at, uh, at Cordova Ace Hardware. We've really Really enjoyed it, and uh, Brett, you know, we're about to get to a break here, um, and uh, we're going to be on to the weekend, and I know we're not doing bankroll right now because we don't have the line out. Right. For but Sunday, we'll, for we'll, Sunday. We'll, we'll, we'll have the honor system working for sure. Where do you think that line opens up at? I'm thinking it's going to be A&M around four and a half. Yeah, that's seemingly, I mean, I've heard... I've heard Dave, we talked about it today. I heard John earlier today talk about it. Um, and, uh. Was that consensus? It's pretty much consensus. I swear I didn't yeah. hear either. No, I, I, and I believe you. And I think, uh, think. And I don't listen to anything but our station. That's right. I so I'm, I'm surprised you missed it. But I think Dave said about six. Mm-hmm. Um, Dave I, is really good at this. He's really good. He's really good. He thought it'd be about Texas A&M, um, minus six. John said about four and a half or five. Um, so I think it will be around there, and um, you know it's going to be a, a tough battle for the Tigers. But I like what Jason Munn said, and it, he's 100% spot yeah. on. This team plays up to competition; it can play down to competition. It, it can, and that that is a part of a cobbled together team in this early mm-hmm. period of the season. Look, I I, I think plenty of the Tigers are going to be fine yeah. by February. We just know those teams that are playing in February. Mm-hmm. There's not enough zing there yeah. to move you on any seed line. Like I said the other day. And, and th- th- this may sting. There, there are going to be a lot of nights the Tigers win, mm-hmm. and the next day, oh, why'd the net go right, down? Right. It's because of who they're playing. We, well, right, we saw that a lot last year as we, well, and it's going to be even more we, this year. We, we did, Brian, and, and, and that's, that's just the, the neighborhood that yeah. the Tigers are now in conference-wise. Mm-hmm. It, it, it can't be helped right now. And, and now the, the breaking news of a player that they really were counting on, it sounds like, like he's out of here and, yeah. He, and, he, he, he barely played a few more games than James White. Yeah, really. And, I mean, still um, very limited reporting on that. I haven't seen um, anybody. Um, you trust the veracity of it, though? From what I've heard, mm-hmm. yes. 
Um, but I will leave it to the beat writers. We have two really, really good beat writers um, for our, the, the two papers we have here. People used to joke, you're really not dead until the AP writes. That's right, yes. Until Jason Munn That's right. puts it out. And That's I, right. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going to withhold. I, that, I'm the exact same. But like I said, um, everything I've heard kind of lines up um, with kind of the early reportings right now. But let's go ahead and get to our final break of the day. And when we come back, we'll wrap up today's show. We'll wrap up this week with Taco Bell Crunch Time. You or someone you know or care about has dealt with a difficult divorce. When facing divorce, you need the attorneys at Rice Law. Nick and Larry Rice lead the firm with three generations and seven decades of experience. Located in Memphis, serving the entire state of Tennessee and North Mississippi. Rice Law is who you need to call. Simple or difficult divorce, they know how to handle it. Call Rice Law at 901-526-6701 or for more information, visit them at aboutdivorce.com. That's aboutdivorce.com. Now, back to Sports Time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Hewlett & Dunn Boot & Jean Company in Collierville. Once again, here are Brett Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus. You are looking live. In your life have you seen anything like that? Goodbye. It's obviously crunch time. Hammer, nail, coffin. This baby is over. The Double Steak Grilled Cheese Burrito. So good. Double the steak with nacho cheese sauce, seasoned rice, red strips, sour cream, and the three cheese blend wrapped inside a warm flour tortilla with even more three-cheese blend grilled on the top. The Double Steak Grilled Cheese Burrito, it hits the spot now at Taco Bell. And at Taco Bell, when they say they are feeding people's lives with unexpected good, they mean it. Bold food you can't get anywhere else. Well, Brett, I learned this uh, just a couple of hours ago. Warner Brothers Discovery Sports PR put out obviously they own tnt tbs true tv all of that warner brothers does and for their sports this was uh, reported um earlier today tnt sports's coverage of lakers pelicans last night delivered the most watched nba regular season game since opening week averaging 2.2 million viewers across tnt tbs true tv and max That's a big number now this is the even bigger part of it Viewership for the Lakers uh, IST, so in-season tournament, semifinals win, was plus 66% over TNT's average December game telecast from last season. So very clear that the in-season tournament had enough intrigue to get people that last year were not watching NBA regular season games in December, whether it be for NFL or college football, whatever. They just weren't watching uh, these games in December. But because it was the in-season tournament, because there was something on the line, because of the newness of it, a lot more people tuned in. I think that's a huge win for the NBA and for this in-season tournament idea. Now, one thing I am curious of, we got to remember, these NFL games on Thursday night are now on prime only. So I'm curious how much that impacts. I, w- I, w- I wish we could have a survey of did you watch the in-season tournament game because you didn't have Prime Video and couldn't watch the NFL game? I'd be really curious. And remember, 
last weekend for SEC championship game mm-hmm. and for a college game day, three million viewers yep. for game day. Yeah. Wow. For a pregame show mm-hmm. against this hype yeah. machine. Absolutely. For the NBA in season tournament. What I learned today, only thing in doubt now is the margin of Jaden Daniels Heisman Trophy victory. Yep. 3,812 yards passing, 40 touchdowns, 40 interceptions, 1,134 yards rushing, 10 touchdowns. He was second in the SEC in rushing. Mm-hmm. I don't <laughs> care who it's against, not I don't conference. Either. I know who he plays week in and week out, and yep. I know what I saw in the LSU 55-49 loss in Oxford, and I had my mind pretty made up from that point on. Yeah, no, I think uh, that is, uh, I mean, He's special. I mean, we saw it week in and week out, what he was doing um, every single game. And, Brett, I know I've heard a lot of people. Um, I was listening to a podcast the other day, and they were talking about who they would vote for Heisman. And somebody who was a Michael Penix voter tried to make the case of, well, you look at who he is doing this against, and it's against Georgia State. Look at how many yards he put up against Georgia State. Look how many yards he put up against Grambling. I think there was another either FCS or, mm-hmm. or lower tier um, FBS school in there, but at the end of the day, it's special what he's doing, and I remember when we were doing our look back at the weekend in the SEC, multiple weeks when he was playing SEC opponents, that we would go, look at these numbers that he is putting up, so I think he's going to win tomorrow night, and I it think... It would be uh, Brian Kelly's first player to wow, win the Heisman Trophy. Wow, he never had yeah. one at Notre Dame. That's a, that's a really good point. It would be. Uh, what I could have done without is all of... And Brett, you, you brought up a really good point. Um, I don't remember if it was yesterday or the day before, about the lack of reporting, sourcing that these reporters are getting from Shohei Otani and his no, free agency. Only. Feelings were hurt. Yes, and it seems like we're getting to the point in this free agency where we're just grabbing straws. I mean, we're trying to do anything and everything Plane to try tracking. to break something. I mean, I have seen today... Bank routing, tracking. Just today, and it's only... It's 5.51 right now, Brett, so it hadn't even been a complete day. I've heard that today's the day... Shohei is going to make his decision. Then an hour later, today is not the day he's going to make his decision. I've heard that Shohei Otani is favored to go to Toronto. Then I heard that he's on his way to Toronto. He's already in Toronto. He's meeting with Toronto today. Then hours later, I'm hearing he is not anywhere near Toronto. He is in California. So the reporting has just been awful on this. We're on Shohei watch now because nobody knows where he is because everyone just wants to be first to break this story. He's going to make a decision when he has. And I respect Shohei for being so tightly. I mean, the biggest free agent we've seen in forever, and he he's just, I'm going to make a decision when I make a decision. And, and it's got all the baseball writers mad because he's oh, not man. giving it to any of them. Yeah. And nobody can win any prizes and any pat yourself on no. the back club. Oh, he was if, first to if get nobody it. nobody has That's it. That's right. Uh, what, what I could have done without, we will see the crowd tonight at FedEx Forum. Yeah, we will. An add-in game from the in-season tournament, this wasn't part of advanced sales. Mm-hmm. This will be a really good you know, one test. It's not the final test, but a test case to just see how into this team yeah. people really are. But the people will really be into this team when its superstar gets mm-hmm. back. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and we're only a handful of games away, Brett. I mean, it's going to be very quick um, that uh, – it's going to be very quick that we get that superstar back um, and and the Grizzlies, you know, I'm sure we'll get back to it um, when that happens. But, um, you know, I'm curious, talking about Major League Baseball, and we have some time um, still left, I heard a report 
obviously uh, winter meetings happening right now in Major League Baseball for uh, in Nashville. I heard a report um, that Jerry Reinsdorf, the owner of the uh, Chicago White Sox, met with the mayor of Nashville, and now people thinking that maybe some sort of uh, we all in Nashville. But, we all but got the Tampa-St. Pete market because of Jerry oh, Reinsdorf geez. a long time ago, <laughs> always threatening to go yeah. to that marketplace. Yeah, oh, jeez. Uh. And we almost got that one moved. There's no way the, the Southsiders could move, could they? I don't I think so. Could. I mean, I guess they could. I mean, there's always. It seems like every couple of years there's a story. Out. Their crowds have really been affected by the crime there, mm-hmm. and it it's, it's, it's really it's really become a problem with with uh, and attendance. You, there. And you can't tell people, hey, everything's okay when right. they see and feel differently. Yeah, that it, that that it's not okay. Absolutely, not but, at all. Uh, and, and where are you beaming to this weekend? I'm going to beam, oh man, this is the weekend to beam just around college Vegas basketball wouldn't be games. bad. Vegas wouldn't be bad, but I'm going to beam, I mean, beam me tomorrow morning to this uh, UT and Illinois game. That's going to be a really fun game tomorrow morning. Beam me on Sunday to uh, to the Tigers game. I know Ole Miss also in action this weekend. Arkansas, big game against Oklahoma. So some really good, even though we don't have college football, some really good college basketball games. So just beam me all over the place for college basketball. Beam me to lower Manhattan for the magic moment to Tomorrow night when they say in the winner of the 2023 Heisman Trophy mm. from LSU, Jaden yep. Daniels. Yep, and I think that's what's going to happen. I would be, I'd be shocked if it was anybody other than Jaden Daniels. I would be, um, you know, like I said, three hours. How many ago. passes attempted in Army Navy? Will that be a prop? Will that now, be out there? Brett, I was going to bring this up because I was going to look it up, and I didn't have time to look it up. Remember when Memphis played Navy, uh-huh. and we were all talking about this is a different game. Navy. A new coach, different Navy offense. They're going to pass the ball a little more than we're familiar with. I think there's going to be. I think if if someone set an over under of uh, pass attempts, I think it would go over. And I think there's going to be a lot of people surprised tomorrow at how many times Navy throws the ball. Now I haven't watched any Navy football since the Tigers game, so I can't tell you if that has continued over the season or if that stopped somewhere midway because it wasn't working. Tigers basketball deep in the heart of Texas on Sunday afternoon against the Texas Aggies on the campus of Texas A&M in College Station. We know it will be without Jordan Brown. I hope people didn't buy a jersey too yeah. soon for him, and we'll see if he's the only one because it mm. sounds like there's other discontent on the team NFL on Sunday, college basketball weekend, and I'm headed to FedEx Forum right now. Yeah, I think uh, a little, little – um, concerning that story we, we've talked about a couple of times from Mark Giannato, but, you know, I think it makes sense that when you add this many new players and you have, uh, you know, a lot of newness bringing in a lot of all-stars, these are guys that were the leading scorers of their teams last year. It, it doesn't shock me that uh, there was a little, you know, there are some kind of friction between this team, and hopefully it doesn't carry over very much. Um, and maybe if Jordan Brown is uh, no longer on this team for the rest of the season, I hope that's the last one. I you know wish him luck, um, and, and hopefully the Tigers can find somebody that can give them minutes. Because you're not going to be able to rely on Malcolm Dandridge to play 25, 30 minutes a game at that center position. But uh, that's all the time we have today. I want to remind you this weekend, tomorrow we have the AutoZone Liberty Bowl High School All-Star Game. That's going to start at 2.30 on Sunday. Ole Miss at UCF at 2.30. Then Eagles at Cowboys. Um, That's going to be the Sunday night game at 6.30. So a lot going on on our airwaves. Enjoy your weekend. We'll talk to you again Monday afternoon at 3 o'clock.